the Morrigan, the shape-shifting Phantom Queen. Once upon a time, Ireland was home to many legends of the land. Celebrating the history of this ancient isle, our audiobook series will tell you the stories of some important female legends, so their legacies will continue to live on. Skoda is proud to serve the next generation of little legends on their own journeys through life. In this episode, delve into the world of the Morrigan, the shape-shifting phantom queen. Full of wisdom and mystery, she can appear in any animal or human form. The Morrigan, an ancient Irish goddess who could appear in three female forms as well as shapeshift into animals, hid among the trees. She was watching her favourite warrior, Cúchulainn, as he prepared for battle. The birds, leaves, wind and grasses around her had fallen silent, aware of her presence. The only sound that could be heard was the swish of Cúchulainn's sword as it cut through the air. Impressed by his strength, dedication and bravery, the goddess had been watching the young warrior for several months, and she had grown so fond of him, she had decided that she would reveal herself before his next battle and declare her love. This was a special honour from a goddess who could see into the future and foretell people's deaths. Usually. She appeared to warriors as a crow to warn them that their end was near. It was very rare for the Morrigan to pick favourites or appear as a young woman. Waiting until one hour before Cúchulainn would leave for battle, the Morrigan stepped out into the field in her most beautiful form. Her long purple robes trailed behind her as she strode towards her hero, whispering his name. Cucullin was concentrating so hard in his training, he did not hear her whispers or her footsteps. Stopping close behind him, just out of reach of his swishing sword, the goddess spoke his name loud and clear. Her words rang out across the field, making the trees sway and the small birds take flight. Cucullin paused briefly, but did not turn around. Instead, he took a deep breath and continued with his training. The goddess was surprised, but decided that she would not get angry with him. After all, his focus and skill were partly why she favoured him. And so she stepped a little closer and spoke his name even louder. This time, her voice bent the trees almost to the ground and sent a huge flock of magpies fleeing across the sky. Again, Cucullin paused but refused to turn around, choosing instead to return to his training. As he swung his sword behind his head, the powerful goddess reached out and grabbed it, stopping it in mid-air. This made Cucullin stumble, and he groaned as he lost balance. Once he was back on his feet, he spun around angrily. Who dares to disturb me? He snapped. He was too annoyed to notice the woman's unnatural beauty the way her skin glowed despite the dark day, or how her hair moved wildly, even though there was no breeze. 
Did you not hear me call your name, young warrior? The Morrigan asked. Of course I did, Cucullin replied. Then, is it not good manners to answer? Said the Morrigan. Is it not good manners, replied the warrior, to leave a warrior to his preparations when he is about to go into battle? As Cucullin made a grab for his sword, the Morrigan held it out of his way. His famous temper still rising, the young warrior did not seem to notice how the woman before him grew in height. And if he was aware of the way her eyes flashed, he did not show it. You are very proud, Cucullin, but that is the way of the warrior, the goddess replied. You do not know yet who I am, but I have come to give you my support. I do not need your support on the battlefield, Cucullin replied, laughing. What I need is my weapon, now give it to me. I warn you, proud warrior, said the Morrigan, her anger rising. It would be wise to show me respect. Cucullin raised one eyebrow. But I am Ireland's greatest warrior, so it is me that deserves respect. Unable to keep her temper any longer, the Morrigan flung Cucullin's sword to the ground and turned into a hooded crow. As she flew away, the colour drained from the young warrior's face. He had been so focused on the battle he had missed all the signs that a goddess had given him favour. And every warrior knew that rejecting a goddess often ended in tragedy. I will have to be extra careful on the battlefield, he thought. And Cucullin was right. Although he could not sense the Morrigan, her name, after all, means Phantom Queen, she watched over Cucullin as he marched towards the battlefield. She stayed by his side every step of his journey to the battlefield and as he fought. But she no longer offered protection as she had originally intended. Insulted by Cucullin's rudeness and pride, she had decided to teach the young warrior a lesson. As the battle continued without either side winning, Cucullin decided to change tactics and sneak up on his enemies from behind. Again, the Morrigan followed. Reaching a river, Cucullin decided to cross it. The rapids are shallow, he thought, and I am a strong swimmer if I fall. As he began to cross, the Morrigan saw her chance. Throwing herself into the water, she transformed into a huge muscular eel and swam up to Cucullin as he pushed his way through the shallow rapids. Unable to see beneath the froth of the fast-moving water, he did not spot the eel until it tripped him, making him land face down in the ice-cold river. Enraged, he hit out at the eel, leaving it stunned as he climbed out of the water and up the riverbank. It didn't take long for the goddess to recover and follow Cucullin again. They crossed fields of high grass and soon entered a farmyard full of grazing animals. Determined to break the warrior's pride, the Morrigan transformed again. This time she took the form of a giant wolf. As Cucullin crept around the yard, his attention focused on sneaking up on his enemies from behind, the wolf-shaped goddess charged at a herd of cattle. The cattle bellowed with fear, their eyes opening wide. The head of the herd bolted, running as fast as its legs could carry it away from the wolf and towards Cucullin. The rest of the herd followed, crying out in alarm as their hooves thundered in the farmyard dirt. Hearing the sudden panicked noise, 
Cucullin turned to see a hundred cows stampeding towards him, and behind them he spotted the huge she-wolf. Without thinking, he grabbed the slingshot that was always attached to his waistband and lifted it into the air. Seeing the warrior take aim, the wolf goddess dodged and weaved behind the cattle, careful to stay hidden and, therefore, protected. Meanwhile, Cucullin stilled his breathing and waited for a clear shot. He did not want to harm the cattle because cattle were expensive and he did not have the money to replace one if it was injured. When one of the cattle suddenly swerved to one side, leaving the wolf-shaped goddess exposed, Cucullin fired a stone, hitting the creature in its eye. The morrigan yelped and leapt high into the air before turning back and running off to a safe distance. Hidden in long grasses, she saw that the cattle had come to a stop and Cucullin had continued on his way, unharmed. Although Cucullin had not realised, once again, that he was dealing with a goddess, the morrigan believed that her once favourite warrior was trying to upset her on purpose. And her anger exploded. Their journey continued and soon they came upon yet another herd of cattle. This time, the morrigan transformed into a huge red cow. In this monstrous form, she snorted and scuffed her hooves on the ground. Lifting her huge head to the sky, she roared as loudly as she could. Right away, the other cows around her answered and the goddess led the herd into a stampede. This time, the herd was so close, Cucullin had to jump out of the way to avoid getting trampled. Full of rage and seeking revenge for her wounds, the goddess swerved and led the spooked herd back towards the young warrior. Cucullin reached for his slingshot but found it missing. Realising he must have dropped it, he reached for a rock instead and threw it at the largest cow he could see. The angry, frothing beast leading at the front. The stone hit the cow's leg, making it fall to the ground. And as the other cows piled on top and tumbled over their fallen leader, Cucullin broke into a run and headed back onto the battlefield, surprising his enemies from behind. Exhausted by the shape-shifting and her injuries, the morrigan retreated. She was disappointed that Cucullin's hot-headedness had stopped him from recognising her power. And as a result... She no longer favoured the young warrior as she once had. But she decided that she would allow him to win that day's battle and would exact her revenge once she was healed. For she was a goddess, after all, with endless time and many other tricks up her sleeve. After his victory in the battle, Cucullin wandered home exhausted, hungry and thirsty. Along the way, he came across an old lady milking a cow by the roadside. She had a bruised eye, a bandaged arm, and walked with a limp. It was, of course, the morrigan in disguise. Though there was no way Cucullin would think she was the same beautiful goddess who had approached him while training. Young man, the old lady called. You look tired and weary. Would a sip of milk help you regain your strength? Thank you, old lady, Cucullin replied. I am battle-weary and a drop of your milk would be very welcome. The morrigan held out a ladle of milk and let Cucullin drink. I bless you for your kindness, old lady, he said, grateful for the milk. As soon as he spoke the blessing, the goddess felt the pain in her injured leg disappear. She offered him a second ladle full of milk, and as he blessed her again, she felt the pain in her arm vanish. She flexed her hand when Cucullin wasn't looking. 
it was good as new. A third ladleful of milk was offered, and as a third blessing from the young warrior was given, the Morrigan felt her eye heal. I cannot spare any more, great warrior, for fear of my family going hungry, the goddess said. But I hope that you feel better. Cucullin thanked her, and the goddess led her cow away, feigning a limp. Although she was certain that Cucullin did not recognize her in her current form, she wanted to hide the fact that her injuries had healed, just in case. She did not want him to know that she had been restored to full strength, because she had made a pact with the other gods, that in return for the insult she had received from the young warrior, she alone would be the guardian of his death. Legend has it that later that same year, Cucullin was on his way to defend Ulster from Queen Maeve when he passed an old lady washing something in a stream. Spotting that it was a suit of armour, he peered in and gasped. The armour was his own. What is the meaning of this? he asked the old lady. But the old lady did not reply. Instead, the armour vanished in thin air and the woman turned into a crow. Flapping her wings, the crow settled in a tree, turning Cucullin's blood ice cold. He understood the warning and knew that he was destined to die. The story goes that later that day, when Cucullin was struck down, the Morrigan, the shape-shifting phantom queen, stood on his shoulder in crow form and called three times to announce that Ireland had lost its greatest warrior. <laughs>